Welcome to the Behind Their Business Podcast, the show that's peeling back the curtain and showing what's actually happening behind the scenes of running a business. I'm your host, Steph Blake, and each week you'll hear from women at all levels of business who are showcasing their stories of struggle and triumph as they juggle business ownership with day-to-day life. Join us to hear inspiring stories and strategies for starting and growing your own business. Hey everybody, Steph Blake here, and I am so glad that you are here for this week's episode. As usual, it is going to be amazing, so you are in for a treat. But before we dive into that episode, I want you to join our private and 100% free and supportive community for business owners to connect in called the Confident CEO Community. So if you have not joined us yet, here is your invitation to come and join us. Each week I also do a live training to share my best tips and tricks for scaling an online business the easy way. We talk about strategy, team building, mindset, tools, automation, and everything in between to help you confidently step into the CEO role in your business. So you can go to confidentceocommunity.com to join us today. And now let's dive in to this discussion with our incredible guest. Welcome back to the Behind Their Business podcast, or if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. Today, our guest is going to be sharing about the story of a cancer scare with her six-week-old son, how this completely changed her life, as I'm assuming all of us can understand that, and then also how the loss of her mother-in-law allowed her to reassess how she was living her life and really making the most of every single moment and embracing joy in life, which is, I think, something that we all need to be doing more of and just being really cognizant of that. So in her business, our guest is a teacher, coach, speaker, writer, joy mentor, former professional alpine ski instructor, which I love, and kitchen dancer, which is so much fun. So please (laughs) welcome to the Behind Their Business podcast, Jan Ho. Jan, I am so glad that you are here. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you, Steph, for hosting me. You are so welcome. Now, I know that people are going to be on the edge of their seat to hear these stories. So Let's dive right in. Let's start with, um, well, I mean, I'll let, I'll let you decide how you want to approach this because I'd like you to um, kind of explain them in a way that tells us about the, um, like your journey. So I don't know if maybe your six week old son story fits first or the loss of your mother-in-law. So I'm just going to give it over to you. You take it away. All right. Well, here's, I'm inspired to start with the story about my mother-in-law because it was the catalyst to me starting my business. And I know you are all about like the behind the business, the raw, the real, the good, the bad, the ugly, (laughs) of course, the beautiful, of course, but the, the story about my mother-in-law is that, so as you shared, yes, I was a a professional offline ski instructor and I loved people. I loved people. It was the conversation on the chairlifts that I loved even more than passing the passion of skiing to people on the slopes. So, okay. I just have to pause for a second because every time, well, I don't ski often, but every time I have skied, being on the chairlift is the most terrifying part for me. And the last thing I'm doing is thinking about having a conversation with somebody. So I love that you mentioned that that's where that love of like connecting with people really came from. So that's amazing. Okay. Do it back to you. Oh my gosh. Well, total sidebar. You should come ski with me. My nickname back when I was an instructor was Bubbles when I first started, when I was an instructor in Aspen, 
I was called bubbles because I carried bubbles in my uniform and I would make even the delts blow the bubbles to soothe them. Because when you blow a bubble, you have to take a deep breath. Okay. So that's like a trick. Like this wasn't even like where we meant to go here, but anyone listening, if you get nervous on the chairlift, bring bubbles and practice that's, deep breaths on the chairlift. That's so smart. Okay. Well, okay. So now that we're talking about skiing, I have to tell you, I have to tell this story too. So <laughs> when I was, oh my gosh, I had to have been in middle school. Maybe we have family in Switzerland. So we went to Switzerland. We went to the Alps to go skiing. So fun. I was, well, sure. (laughs) I was awful. So my mom got me a ski instructor to help us. And all he kept, he didn't speak English. All he kept saying the entire time was ooey, which I guess means like, oh boy, because I was doing such a terrible (laughs) job the entire time. So I just like slid down on my butt the rest of the way. And that was the last time that I've skied. (laughs) Oh no. Well, we might have to change that. (laughs) I do do it. Well, Complete sidebar too. I'm actually partnering with Jackson Hole Mountain Resorts and I do a mindful ski camp. Oh. Mindfulness to the slopes. And of course the outcome of joy because okay. you connect with the joy of skiing by tuning into present moment, mind, body, spirit, and nature through skiing and snowboarding. Okay. I may do that. That sounds way more fun to me. <laughs> so yes, we will reconnect about that for sure. But anyway, continue anyway, on with your story. Yeah. Like you know, so backup time in space. And, um, anyway, I loved your story about Switzerland. I have had the pleasure of skiing in Switzerland and it is pretty terrifying by the way. So I'll give you some credit there because they don't have the same like ski boundaries and ski signs. There were no boundaries, zero they boundaries. Like, it was just mountains to fall. Yeah, so <laughs> in all due respects for anyone listening, like I have empathy for Steph here talking about skiing in the Alps. Cause it is crazy. I've done that. And like, yeah, so we're going to pivot though, into how I got into my business because I was ski instructing and I started, I, I ended up learning. And this was before I knew about the whole idea of life coaching, executive coaching, business coaching. I didn't know coaching. I just knew ski coaching. Right. And then, um, kind of fast forward. And I came into this awareness of this wonderful thing called life coaching and, and executive coaching. And I knew I wanted to do it. I knew I wanted to get into it. And it was like, you know, like when we have that calling inside and you kind of like, you're kind of like leaning in and like, yeah, I kind of want to do this thing. And like, do I really do it? And especially as an entrepreneur, do I really do it? You know, all these things. Well, um, at the time I, my, my middle step between my business and ski instructing was real estate. I worked as a, a real estate professional in Aspen. And that's actually where I first was introduced to executive coaching And I started to wake up to the fact that like, again, I'm with people and intimate conversations around buying property, not around their life, but I realized I love the connection with people. And yet I knew I had this bigger calling. Well, I was newly married with my Australian husband and my- I bet his accent is incredible. It is, it is. I have a thing for accents, so- (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If he were here, he would very joyfully come in and turn it on, but he's not right now. Maybe the next time. Um, but anyway, so, and I met him through ski instructing another long story, but what was beautiful is I have this wonderful husband and I have this itch for something more in my life expression. I want to start this business. Well, we organized for his parents to come over from Australia 
to um, visit us and, and, and experience the American holiday of Thanksgiving, which my Australian husband just thought was wonderful. You know, we get together, we eat a lot, we gather as community, you know, family, and he just loved it. And so they came over to experience Thanksgiving. And my parents live in the Florida Keys, so it's a little bit of a different, it's a tropical Thanksgiving, so super fun. Well, we have this gorgeous Thanksgiving experience with his folks. And we're all excited um, to have a beautiful adventure. Well, his parents had just retired. And this was like the gateway into their big retirement and everything else. Well, on the Friday after Thanksgiving, they decide they want to go explore. And we have only two bikes to offer them. And I just remember thinking, I really want to go with them, but we only have two bikes and it's good to let them have some time. We just had a whole ton of family time. Well, we send them off on their adventure. And about an hour later, we get that dreaded phone call that my mother-in-law and father-in-law went to cross the road and my mother-in-law looked the wrong way. Being Australian, she looked the wrong way. She was so excited, lit up, and thought the road was clear, and she stepped directly into traffic and died instantly. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's awful. Thank you. I mean, it was quite a few years ago now. It was 2007, um, but, or, and it was super devastating, as you can imagine, overseas, very dramatic. It's a one, you know, two-lane highway. Uh, all the things for a monumental moment for me and all of us to pause and go, oh my gosh, like so regretful on so many levels thinking her life just ended. They just started their retirement and thinking about regret. Like I didn't go with them thinking about regret. Like, you know, all the things my husband didn't go with them. My father-in-law didn't catch her in time, you know, all these things. So, you know, the basis of, of what I believe in is building a no regrets life. And here, this was all this regret. And this was the moment that it was like, Jan, why are you waiting to start this business that you know, you're here to lead this expression of joy that you're here to lead because she was also a very joyful lady. And you'll, you'll see me. I have, I, I have a picture of her on my desk because she reminds me every day of what I'm really up to here because she was beautiful and joyful and she didn't get to live more of her life. And none of us know, none of us know when our journey is going to end in this body, in this life experience that we're here having. But what I know is I can help you live that in the most joyful, meaningful manner possible. And I wasn't doing that, meaning I wasn't living that for myself and teaching others. And it was literally like that day that I made the decision. I'm going to figure this out, how to start my business, because like every business owner, and I know you coach this too, it's like, you can have this gift, this talent, this calling, and then how the hell do I build a business around it? Mm -hmm. But it's one thing to just know how to do something. It's a completely different thing to turn it into an actual business that makes money. Right. But in this moment, it was, how the hell do I not? I've got to figure this out because this isn't fair. Like, this isn't fair if I don't share this knowing, this calling of mine and this gift of mine. Like, my nickname is Jan Joy Mentor, and my friends end up calling me Joy all the time. Just today, I had a voicemail from a friend going, ha, I told Siri to call Joy, and it dialed you. 
Oh, that's People amazing. Can. Like I am known as the embodiment of joy and I know I'm here to teach it, but I wasn't doing it fully because I was scared and thank goodness for beautiful souls like you who teach and coach around building a business around your expression, because I wish I would have known you by the way, 14 years ago. Well, I wasn't uh, doing this 14 years ago. I was graduating from high school. So. Ah, that's so awesome. But anyway, I wish I would have known the likes of you to be doing it. And thank God for you, for other people who are now where I was that need the structures and support to be able to get this gift out there. Because it's, it's regretful for me if I'm not out there more sharing this message and mission I have of a joy-led world. And so while my mother-in-law left us, yes, but I am living out her legacy of bringing joy to the world, you know, one podcast at a time, one conversation at a time, one giggle at a time, and also one heartfelt not joy moment at a time, because the way I teach joy is not about always being in the happy, happy. I mean, that was devastating for us. And, you know, I'll I'll hurry up and share about the Fruit Loop moment, which is what we, you know, kind of a a foreshadow of the experience with my cancer scare with my son, because it was a cancer scare, (laughs) another foreshadow. We're grateful for. Yes. And yet, you know, this was the catalyst to me starting the business and the kick in the pants to like, get the heck out here. And so like, I hope anyone listening wherever you're at in your business, whether you're already in your business and thinking there's so much more I could be doing or thinking you want to start your business, this is my loving nudge and energetic, like, you know, burst of energy and wind beneath your wings to say, hey, get out there. I bet there is someone who needs you right now that can't wait for you to get the website right or the program right or the whatever right to go and have a conversation that might transform their life with the gift. So many people, yes. And so many people are capable of doing that today, right now with nothing else other than themselves. Yes. So yeah, that's all you need is you. You are uniquely you and that's what people need. That you are destined to help somebody in some way. And if you can get paid for it, even better. That's what I think. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and that's like, that's, you know, the premise of my business too, about joy. It's an acronym to just own you. And I was going to ask what that was. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. So how did you come up with that? Well, it, I mean, oh, you know, it came in and it dropped in over time, but it also massaged over time. But, you know, the basis of my work of joy and happiness really came from many times throughout my life where I wasn't happy. And yet I knew there was something more and I wanted to be in that joy and that happiness state. And I, um, through the experience with my mother and, and my son, and then another experience, I ultimately created a process called the happiness prism. And that is my signature framework and process, but it's with the happiness prism that I started to realize there's more to this conversation than just happiness. As I started talking to people more, sharing more of my gifts, you know, coaching more people, I realized the larger overarching conversation is really around this idea of joy and this experience of joy. And this, and then it came to me, this acronym of joy 
of being just own you because what brings me joy, what brings you joy, what brings our listeners joy is unique unto you. Mm-hmm. And it's constantly evolving. So this thing about the, the mindful ski cam, for example, I teach through the basis of mindfulness as present moment awareness and looking at, well, well, what brings me joy today? What brings me joy tomorrow? And what brings me joy, like at this time of the day and this time of the day, like, and we're constantly evolving. Yeah. So it's, I, I love that you brought up the present moment awareness. And I was just talking to somebody in an interview about this. I think it was yes, yesterday we were talking about this because we were talking about, um, well, I was speaking about my past experiences with trauma and how that led to me being stressed basically 99% of my life. <laughs> like I was constantly in a state of stress and overwhelm, but once I well did a lot of inner work, a lot of inner work and started to focus more on, like you said, that present moment awareness, yep. everything in my life got dramatically different. Like it was, I can't even, ex- I don't, I can't even put into words how, much better my life has been mm-hmm. once I started to actually be present in the present moment, truly present yes, and not think about what's going to happen in the future, even 30 seconds from now and all of the things that have happened in the past. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Absolutely. Yes. Because, well, and that's the thing though, mindfulness, present moment awareness is the gateway to something else, something better. And then joy, happiness is the trajectory. Well, where do you want to go with this? Well, I have a calling to do this business. I have a calling to experience whatever it is, personally or professionally. But then that is like, it's like the two parts of the GPS. The starting point is mindfulness. The end destination is joy, happiness, you know, whatever that outcome is. And then the vehicle is joy as I teach it just own you because it's constantly tuning into where am I at now? Okay. Where am I at now? And then where do I need to grow from here? What do I need to implement from here? And then the process, you know, obviously we only have a a few minutes left, but the process that I found is when we incorporate elements of play, peace, and progress, which are the three elements of the happiness prism is what optimize you to be in that present moment awareness to move forward in an optimal fashion and face the challenges that come at you personally and professionally in optimum fashion. And that's how I faced my cancer scare with my son. Mm-hmm. Was now optimized. I yeah. I, I want to get to that story in just a second, but I I am so curious to know if you've noticed, I mean, I guess an increase in clients since COVID started because since that started a couple of years ago at this point, right. um, the world has been in a constant state of panic, it feels like, and nobody's really experiencing joy. So I would love to know how you have really navigated that, I guess, for yourself with your clients, if you can give people advice, because by the time this goes live, it will, will still be somewhat in the middle of it. Um, so yeah, do you have any advice for people? Absolutely. And yes, I've completely uh, experienced an increase in clients and an experience of increase of appreciation for my work, Mm -hmm. you know, because all of a sudden people are in a panic and they're getting into this kind of no regrets moment of like, you know, why am I working so hard? Why am I living my life this way? Like all of a sudden I'm home and I have all this quality time with my family, maybe more than I want sometimes, but I have all this quality time with my family. What do I do? Oh my gosh, isn't this wonderful? 
or God, I really don't care about that thing. Right. And so what, um, what I have found is people are leaning in to my conversation more that I really haven't changed what I'm saying, but they're more available to it because everything, you know, systems and processes and structures are crumbling and falling down all around them. So that's one piece that people are care more about joy. And then the other piece is, is that this mindfulness and, you know, to offer an antidote, like you asked, is getting into the awareness that joy is an energetic state. It's a conscious state. It's almost to that of enlightenment. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything to achieve it. Joy is actually your greatest renewable resource available to you at all times if you're available to it, to look for it, to be, to be, you know, tuned in to realize, wow, like I don't even have to leave my house and I can laugh. I can have a kitchen dance party, right? Like that's why that's, you know, in my bio sometimes, because it's like, you don't have to go anywhere, or do anything to actually achieve a state of joy. But when you achieve a state of joy, just with what's in front of you, honestly, uber simplicity, that's the state that you get to be in where you actually start making better decisions. You start looking at what really matters and you start discarding what doesn't. Hmm. So while yes, a lot of the world's in panic, I'm inviting everyone into a conversation that I've been holding with my clients for decades now. And that is, there is no business as usual. There never was. But there really is no business as usual, especially when you're on your spiritual, truthful, soulful joy path. Because again, you are, like you said in your own experience, like when you started to live in the moment, you know, how you go about something, every podcast is going to be very different because you, you know, they're sure you have your structure, but when you're in that present moment, that's, what's going to make it that much more magical. Because you're available to all the nuances of what's there in the moment. It's, it really, there really is no Groundhog Day business as usual when you let yourself stand in that place of present moment awareness. And then you look for the little joys. You look for the little things that light you up, the funny things that your two and a half year old does, the funny things that the dog does, or, or how your husband's showing up differently. But joy gets to be yours no one else can take it from you but no one else can claim it for you either Mm -hmm. I also just want to quickly say when you say stay in present moment awareness it sounds great it sounds amazing but it's not that easy either so I I, I don't (laughs) I don't want people to think like okay I'm sitting here I'm in my living room I'm staying in this moment but I still have a million thoughts coming into my head right now and I don't know how to shut them off which that that used to be me. So I can right. really relate to that, which, I mean, we don't have to dive into all of this now because that's an entirely different conversation, but also <laughs> requires, some. yes, exactly. Yeah. Also yeah. requires you to dive deep into yourself and figure out where those thoughts are coming from, what the root cause is. And then you will eventually get to, you know, I don't necessarily want to call it a baseline, but maybe a, like a, a joyful baseline to where you can yeah. sit in your living room and look around and actually be fully comfortable. Well, and I, (laughs) right. And I, you know, I so appreciate you speak to that, right? This is just an opening conversation. This is a gateway conversation to be completely transparent too. joy is a muscle. 
yes. built over time and requires maintenance. It's not like the marathon runner just goes sits on the couch until the next marathon. Like you have to keep working at it and it is a muscle mindfulness. I mean, right. We don't have time to go into ultimately what I have year long coaching containers around. Right. But to recognize, yes, you can start right where you're at listening on the couch, noticing, noticing what's there. And that's all I really encourage everyone to start with, but then start to notice what are little things that make you giggle, that make you laugh. And that's essentially what, where the story is. I don't know if we have time for my, the story about my son. Yes, please. I would love but, for you to share that. Yeah, because that is a perfect example of also where someone can start where they're at listening to the podcast right today. And so I kind of feel called to dive into that. Maybe yeah, the first please do. Please do. question you, you propose. And that is, is um, and, and I'll, I'll bring the abridged version, but essentially my son's six weeks old and I have a two-year-old daughter. So I have two beautiful little babies and a wonderful husband. And uh, I'm changing my son's onesie and something's not right with his arm. There's no bruising or anything, but it's kind of swollen. I can't pull a little arm over his, um, or, you know, onesie armhole. And well, eight hours later, we find ourselves in the cancer wing of the children's hospital. And it's like, what just happened? Like, what the heck? And long story short, in this regard, something was happening on the inside of his arm, causing this ridiculous amount of swelling. Well, in the, the, the scans, the x-ray, like the bone was like missing. And it was just an inexplainable condition. So the doctors are like, we think it might be cancer. We don't know what it is, but it's life-threatening because his arm's like increasing in size and it just, nothing's, you know, this is not right. Well, as you can imagine, this is a horrific moment, especially as a mom and I'm running a business and uh, truth be told, my business was life coaching up until this moment. And then it became spiritual life coaching. This was like really my big, big spiritual awakening. Like it kind of cracked the open with my mother-in-law, but it blew everything into smithereens of spirituality at this point. Cause that was when I realized I can't think my way out of this. I can't coach my way out of this experience. I have to be present to the horrific, you know, nightmarish circumstance that's right in front of me. But at the same time, I have this deep knowing inside. This is not how a story ends. I just don't know how the heck we get out of here. And I don't know how we proceed. Well, I went to sleep that first night and I'm the breastfeeding mom. So I'm staying with him in hospital. My husband's home with the two-year-old. And the next morning, you know, I wake up in this nightmare, horrific. I don't know which end is up, you know, but I have something inside of me saying like, you know, get up, get up kind of thing. And I'm realizing I need to eat. Breastfeeding mom, I need to eat. I don't have any food with me. I open up the menu. I'm at a children's hospital and I realize I can order Fruit Loops. And through my tears, I'm like, what? What? Like, I can't order Fruit Loops. My first thought is like, that's not nutritional for me or for him and all these things. But then this louder voice came over and said, Jan, you don't need nourishment for your body. You need it for your soul. That's deep. That's and that's mine. where I paused and went, I'm ordering Fruit Loops. I ordered the Fruit Loops. And I'm eating the Fruit Loops in this mini moment. This mini moment. I'm taken away into the joy of the colors and the, you know, like artificial everything swirling in the bowl. And I'm giggling and laughing in this mini moment of joy. 
And my son's in the crib next to me with all the wires. He's giggling, feeding off my energy. And so I had this micro moment of joy and a very dark hour with what is now known as the Fruit Loop moment. And, you know, I finished the Fruit Loops and then it's like, okay, back to reality. I got to deal with something here. But something's changed in me. I had a moment of joy. I had a moment of elevated consciousness. And this is where, you know, I would say it's the side of the prison called play. But it elevated me and it moved me forward in thought into, well, I don't know how, but maybe some solution will come. And it allowed me to be more available to kind of looking at and coming into a space where I can make greater sound decisions. Now, nothing's changed other than my state of being. And I honored this process of the happiness prism throughout my 12 day stay with my son. But what I did is I tuned into play, I tuned into peace, which is where I got quiet. I tuned into this vision of the possibility of us getting out of here safe, healthy, and what else can be possible. And then the third side of the prism is progress. And that's where essentially I was able to be the leader my son needed me to be to advocate for him to make the tough decisions and then to stand into the vision of, well, whatever decision we make here, highest and best good. Well, over the 12 days, you know, I constantly had to work on myself. Yeah, I had crying, devastating moments. Yeah, I had all these things, but I allowed myself to be human. But then I also got myself into a state of consciousness of, okay, in this present moment, he's alive. In this present moment, it's okay. In this present moment, I have to make a decision what happens next, you know, with the doctors advising me all these things. And of course, husband and community, like, you know, pulling in all of it to ultimately get to the other side of these 12 days with a medical mystery diagnosis and a medical miracle. Even the doctor said off record, this is a medical miracle. And he is a thriving 10 year old boy now. Nothing since no issues since here we are cancer scare fruit loop moment and me literally living moment to moment in hospital is what moved through that dark hour now of course with my mother-in-law it it tragically ended but i was still able and still am able and this is what i teach and lead and guide whether it's on a podcast, whether it's on a year-long coaching taker or mindful ski camp, this is where I invite everyone to start where you're at. Look for the air quote fruit loop moment of just the little something that's going to just bring you a little joy just for you, just for you. It doesn't have to take much, but I promise you by honoring that little moment. And even if it's just witnessing I mean, just witnessing your two-year-old in their joy can bring you joy. Oh, anytime he laughs now, I am so much more mindful of it. And I'm enjoying, because there's there's really nothing better than a baby laughing. <laughs> it's like, right. it makes anybody happy. But I now appreciate it so much more. Yes. It's, yeah. But when you're in that state of appreciation and engagement of being in the joy, you're then available to looking at everything around you differently. Even if it's, as I call them, super sucky circumstances. 
because I've had many since then and we'll have many more. And my clients do and listeners do all the time. But it's, it's looking for those just mini moments of humor, of something different that you can start to go, okay, yeah, this sucks. But you know what? Maybe we're going to get out of this. Or maybe we can get out of this in a different way. Because just like I said, you know, going into the hospital, I can't think my way out of this. And how we move forward in our businesses, how we move forward in our lives, you, you know, you can lay out a plan and a lay out a structure. But as we all know, things are going to fill in in ways that you, you unprecedented circumstances, good and bad. So how do we navigate that? Well, present moment, and then look for the fruit loop. So you're in a higher state of consciousness to be available to more imagination, creativity, intuition, connectivity. I mean, like all of this is scientifically proven now. That happiness, you know, happiness advantage, Sean Aker, like there's all of these schools of positiveology or positive psychology that, that you know, scientifically speak to what spiritual gurus have known for centuries is allow yourself to be actually in that joyful state that your son is when he's giggling, that is his innate soul speaking and engaging in the present moment beauty of life that's not always pretty, but it, it's beautiful. I don't even know what to say right now. That was, you said that all so eloquently and that was, I'm so... I'm just so glad that you're here and that we're having this conversation because I feel like so many people forget about this. It's so easy to get wrapped up in the super sucky moments, like you said, and think that the world is ending, but there really are, like you said, those fruit loop moments in your day that you can find joy in. So the more often that we can do that, mm-hmm. the higher our consciousness is going to be and the happier, happier we are, we're going to be. And the better our, our lives will be too. It, it, there's, you can't go wrong with joy, right? You really can't go wrong. There's only good to come from it. So I'm so glad that you're speaking to all of this. Yeah. Well, thank you for the opportunity because it, yeah. I mean, it makes all the difference. I mean, and I know, I know you teach this too, but it's like, it's not what you do and say, it's how you do it. Mm-hmm. And if you show up in this higher state of consciousness in your business, that's where you're more effective with like one or two posts instead of pounding out the post because you think that's what you're supposed to do. It's like, no, get into your state of joy, take those meaningful actions from your highest and best self. And that's where you're going to see the results that you crave personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. Some people I've heard call it like their zone of genius, kind of similar in a way. Um, But yes, absolutely. Work smarter, not harder. And everybody, well, most people know listening that I am a massive fan of systems and processes. I have embraced the masculine side of my energetic field for the vast majority of my life and have only in the past couple of years started to embrace more of the feminine energetic. So, um, but the combination of both of those is really where that magic happens. Amen. Yes. Because the feminine energy is what's flowing through that beautiful pipeline that you've helped build out. Because mm-hmm. the feminine on the own, it just leaks everywhere, right? You right. gotta have that gorgeous, powerful pipeline for it to flow through. So, like I said, I would have loved to have known the likes of you <laughs> back in the day, 
but here we are and you're loving so many other people now. So I yes. so appreciate you and I so appreciate this opportunity to bring my joy to you and your audience. Yes. Well, thank you again for being here. And I know that so many people are going to reach out to you just to be in your energy for nothing, if nothing else. So where is the best place for people to connect with you? Um, I would probably just say like my website, janjoymentor.com. Perfect. Super easy. Um, if they, you know, are inspired, you're welcome to click the link and let's book a call. Um, but you can also find me on, on social platforms like Instagram and, and LinkedIn and Facebook. So, but I'm so happy to connect with anyone. I'm so happy to be a resource, um, because I'm just so committed to everyone getting to realize just how amazing this life can be, no matter how long or short it gets to be for each of us. Like when it's mindful and joyful, it's meaningful and without regret. That's the perfect way to end this. So we're just going to end it right there. That was beautiful. Thank you again for being here. Oh, thank you. And thank you to everyone listening. So appreciate you shining your lights in this world. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Behind Their Business podcast with me, Steph Blake of the Blake Collective, which is a female-led company focused on helping online entrepreneurs start and scale their own businesses. If you or someone you know would make a great guest for the show, we would love to interview you. Visit our website at behindtheirbusiness.com to submit a short application and learn more about the show and how you can support our mission. If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share it with a friend or a loved one too. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you again for listening to the Behind Their Business podcast.